Thanks to the three of you for coming into the studio today. Armour, I wanted to start with you and then Arman and Samia. I'd also like to get your thoughts on why you think a Palestinian community group is so important for Palestinians in Perth. But first, Armour, explain to the listeners how and why the Palestinian community of Western Australia was first established. Uh, well, I, I think, as you know, I think we were all as individuals who've been active in the Palestine cause for a long, long time. Uh, I think you, if, if I might take you back, you were convener of uh, uh, Friends of Palestine Western Australia since 2007 or something like that. And uh, I met you during that year. Uh, then about uh, fast forward five years later, uh, I was attending uh, the uh, events that you were, you, organize, you were organizing, you and the committee, uh, with all the lovely people that we were working with at the time. And then um, uh, a, a man called Fadi started coming along. And, uh, and the idea of organizing a Palestinian organization was on my mind all the time. I think for us it's very important to have the Palestinian voice heard as well as our great uh, supporters who support the Palestine cause. I think on two occasions uh, you said to, to me and Fadi, why don't you two talk to each other? And uh, we, we were like staring at each other but very reluctant to do it. But eventually we started chatting and... Uh, uh, we had this guy from Gaza, Shamakh, if you remember him, and uh, we got talking and uh, eventually other people jumped on board. We, we met each other in cafes, uh, a man called Asim, and then um, uh, we started in 2000, late 2012, we got incorporated 2013. And then uh, other wonderful people uh, like uh, Samia, like Ayman, Ayman, I knew him on Facebook, uh, initially, then he came from Gaza, and I met him in real life. That happens very rarely, and uh, uh, the rest is history. And here we are now. Indeed, and uh, Armin and Samia, your thoughts on the community group? Why is it so important to have an organisation that represents the interests and voices of, of Palestinians in Western Australia? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alex, at the beginning for having us in this platform and providing us with the space to um, um, to share our story and our narrative. Um, meanwhile, um, our voices and narrative and stories um, are uh, badly marginalized in the mainstream media, so I really appreciate this opportunity. So the Palestinian community of Western Australia is an extension of the Palestinian um, global uh, uh, diasporic community, as well as uh, um, an extension of the Palestinians' growing solidarity movement. Um, I see the Palestinian community as, as, as important in providing this um, platform for Palestinians uh, uh, in Perth uh, to uh, share and um, um, tell their stories, um, whether it's the story of the Palestinians who was who were born here in Australia or those who were born who migrated and or refugees coming to uh, uh, to settle in uh, in Australia. Um, it is that platform that keep us connected to uh, the uh, struggle. Um, uh, overseas, um, as well as to the uh, keep us connected to our uh, families and uh, friends who are continue to uh, live under a system of uh, occupation, apartheid, and colonial colonialism. Thank you. And Samia, your involvement in the Palestinian uh, community group, how important do, do you find, and I guess how you got got involved in it yourself? Sure. Thanks, Alex, and yeah, thank you very much for the invitation to be here today. So yeah, as as uh, 
Amir and Ayman have already touched on, I think the Palestinian community of WA is a really important voice for Palestinian people in WA, and it's also a point of connection for for Palestinians to come together and share social events as well. And I think for me, what I find beautiful about PCWA is that it is a non-sectarian organisation that is broadly reflective of the larger Palestinian society, meaning that, you know, Palestinian Christians, Palestinian Muslims are all welcome to join and there is there is no emphasis on any particular political leaning. This is this is how Palestinian society operates generally. So for me it's a really important point of contact uh, to to maintain and strengthen the Palest- my Palestinian identity within this community where I grew up, but it's also a, a chance to reach out to others as well. Now we'll get back to the question of Palestine and what is happening currently there on the ground shortly, but I wanted to spend a bit of time exploring each of your backgrounds and some of your own personal struggles. Um, let's start with you again. We don't have time, obviously, to go into your whole life story, which I know is as complex and, and fascinating, if I may say, but you're an exiled Palestinian who has lived in a few different countries, including Iraq. Tell us a little about what uh, that experience was like living through the American invasion and the subsequent uh, journey uh, you and your family undertook uh, to, to, to refuge to safety in Perth. Well, certainly I'm not going to spend five hours talking about my my life, but I also need to warn that uh, uh, as bad as my, uh, our experience in Iraq was, it's not it's not one percent of what uh, people in Gaza have suffered. But uh, our story in Iraq is that uh, from the beginning, even what they used to call the good times, we had to carry uh, Palestinian travel documents, which really was uh, not very good, not very welcomed when it comes to applying for visas and stuff. And in the 1990s, 1994 in particular, uh, Saddam Hussein regime issued a, a Revolution Command Council decision number 23 in 1994, which really made made our situation similar to that in Lebanon. We, we were it was uh, very difficult for us to make money, uh, opening a bank account, uh, getting a driving license for a taxi, opening up a, a, a doctor's uh, clinic, engineering practice, anything like that uh, was banned for us. And so it, it drove us very much underground economically. And then came the American invasion, and then suddenly uh, we found a lot of uh, sectarian regimes against us, uh, sectarian, sorry, sectarian militias against us. And they, they, they killed 300 of us in total and, and made uh, about 70, 80% of the Palestinians run away from Iraq. And that includes me. Uh, my, my son was kidnapped because they knew I was a pushover and I had no tribe, no clan protecting me. I was on my own. And so they kidnapped my son and, and they took a ransom and I got it back. And so after that, I decided to come to to go to Canada or Australia, and I came here. Uh, so it, we were uh, very much. Uh, uh, the Americans were really fueling this uh, uh, anti-Palestinianism in Iraq. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was pretty bad. Mm. Samia, you've grown up uh, here in Australia, but of course still identify with your Palestinian roots and your Palestinian homeland. What's that experience been like? for you of effectively having a double identity, Australian on the one hand, Palestinian on the other, but also perhaps given the Anglo-dominated monoculture in this country, and dare I say, the continuing systemic racism in this country, did you, were you made to feel 
like an outsider in this in this country, or have you had a positive experience of feeling welcomed by the community in Perth? And I guess I hadn't prepared this question, but what's your been experience like in terms of ordinary Australians understanding your your identity and your struggles as a Palestinian? Yeah, look, they're they're great and important questions, Alex. And yeah, just to add that. I, I identify both as Palestinian and Kurdish Iraqi, although I was born here in Perth, Australia. So, so yeah, it has been uh, it, it's been a strange and isolating experience, really, to grow up with this identity in in this place. Um, when at a time, I should add, when the Australian uh, general understanding in Australian media has has been dominated by a very pro-Western agenda. So. Um, I would say that my experience growing up here was isolating. Um, it's not that I personally was not welcomed. I, I've certainly felt welcomed in this place, but my identity, I would say, was was largely misunderstood. Yeah, I would say that the the media in Australia that reaches Australia is and has historically been uh, very different to the news on the ground in the Middle East. And so it's been a challenge for me personally to educate the people around me about the reality as I know it, because even, you know, really well-meaning, educated people who are pro-human rights and, you know, um, pro-justice, just don't didn't know the Palestinian story yeah. until quite recently. Again, I hadn't prepared uh, this question either, Samia, but I just want to follow on from some of what you've just said very, very briefly. That it occurs to me that some of what you've just spoken about, and there's there's an emotional component to this, is it, it's probably all the more important that you have a community group where at least you're you're associating with people who actually understand your struggles and identity. And I mean, is that sort of part of it? There's kind of a mutual solidarity there of having that kind of community group. Mm. Certainly, yeah, certainly that's true. And I would say as well that um, I've got an Australian accent, as you can hear. So, you know, I've I've grown up in very different circumstances, even to Amir and Eamon sitting here next to me. So the Palestinian identity, I would say, is really diverse and it is inherently global now since 1948. We're literally scattered across the world. And as someone born and raised in Australia holding a Palestinian identity. You know, I'm one of six million people now that have grown up outside the borders of Palestine and yet we are the modern Palestinian story. So one of the things that has stitched these stories back together, if you like, quite literally, was we we ran a beautiful uh, embroidery project a couple of years ago with Palestinian women in Perth called the three uh, Palestinian Threads and Stitches, which literally was trying to stitch these stories back together because our identities are so fragmented now, and yet we all share the common threads of Palestinian identity. That's a really beautiful way of putting it, uh, Samia. And Aman, you of course have had your own particular struggles finding your way to Perth from Gaza, regarded by many as an open prison, blockaded for the best part of two decades by Israel, trade and export severely limited, employment opportunities almost non-existent, even fishing in local waters subject to Israeli attack, and of course a regular pattern of Israeli bombardment on civilian areas, destroying homes, schools, clinics, warehouses, and leaving an entire generation of children, those who survived the assaults, traumatised. It's a big question, really, uh, Armin, and I'm sure you know there's, there's a lot uh, involved in some of your struggles and how you got how you got to Australia. But I guess as briefly as possible, what was it like for you in Gaza, and how did you feel about making it to Australia? 
Um, <clears throat> it's really very challenging to answer this question, Alex, uh, for so many reasons. Um, as a Palestinian born in the um, uh, first intifada, has um, spent the first early years of my life in um, under occupation as well as under uncertainty, uncertainty and insecurity because resulting from the ongoing occupation, which is still going until the moment I'm addressing your audience here. Um, um, uh, and then going for moving forward as a, a growing under um, years of uh, occupation uh, uh, um, and arrest, and then uh, moving forward to the um, second Palestinian Intifada and then uh, or second uprising or shake off as they call it uh, um, and it's still it's very much shaped by uh, uh, inserting the uh, uh, constant inc land incursion uh, bombardment chilling killing etc uh, etc et all form of uh, uh, oppression and uh, 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 insecurity um, um, and then uh, uh, if I may uh, uh, speak about the last 15 years for example of the entire generation two and a half million palestinians in gaza continue to be trapped in this tiny enclave uh, uh slave totally deprived from their basic rights uh basic rights to 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 life to medication to access of movement uh, uh it was ha extremely hard for us uh to come to australia and back in 2014 that we had to uh, uh you know struggle basically to apply for military permits and uh because of the constant closure on uh on on on, on gaza border i can't deny the fact that um uh, it's 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 it, the moment you think about going home to visit your own family it's in itself a struggle okay because you know you you know there's no time when you can just uh, uh, get in or time to get to get out uh, and the whole situation is shaped by insecurity um uh, so and uh, uh, for um you know i mean in a, in a personal story if i may take my my younger brother, uh, uh, Muhammad, who is 16 years old, Muhammad basically has been uh, ha was born during the years of the Israeli illegal, unlawful blockade in Gaza. Has never seen 24 hours of electricity in his entire life. Has already survived five, four Israeli aggressions. You know, where hundreds of Palestinian children got got killed. Uh, 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 he is one of those who continue to struggle to survive, you know. And we're talking about 80, 800,000 Palestinian children entrapped in Gaza. According to the uh, latest report from Save the Children, an international humanitarian organization, saying four out of five children in Gaza suffer from anxiety, depression, and uh, 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 uncertainty. And what they just wait for is the next war to erupt okay so you could imagine you could imagine how um this uh, uh two million two million and a half trapped in this highly populated one of the world densely populated described as the open air prison uh, uh continue uh to be subjected you know israeli government control every aspect of our life every aspect you know uh, from right to health to movement to uh, even decide if you hope the you know our our life is shaped by insecurity and in, you know uh, uncertainty by the uh, by the israeli occupation uh, authorities thank you Armin. and uh, very powerful a set of life lessons there for for any listeners out there who aren't familiar with uh, the the palestinian experience in 
Gaza. Coming back now to the more general experience of Palestinians, and Arman, you've already touched on, on quite a bit of it, but we know, and it's a constant source of frustration for Palestinians and supporters of Palestinians, that the way uh, the conflict is shaped by the mainstream media is less than ideal, uh, to, to, to put it uh, mildly. Uh, and hopefully people listening to this broadcast who perhaps aren't familiar with the Palestinian struggle have learned something already uh, from this uh, interview. As I say, the mainstream media casts the conflict as an intractable one. There's often a refrain that it's a religious-based uh, conflict and that somehow it's a conflict that's far too complicated for, for ordinary people to understand. Again, it's quite a, a big question to, to ask the three of you. Um, Sami, if I could come uh, back back to you. Um, I mean, what in your view, perhaps not in your personal view, because I guess it's not a question of an opinion really, but how would you summarise what this, this conflict is about? Or what would you say to people who say, oh no, it's, it's, this is impossible to resolve, it's religious-based conflict, you know, etc.? Sure, look, these are really important questions again. And I guess if I can say anything very clearly, the Palestinian struggle has never been a religious conflict. There are Palestinian Muslims, Palestinian Christians who have been equally impacted by the fact that they are Palestinians. And my father, for example, was exiled in 1948 as a young man from Palestine. And he's never been allowed to return home. And this is this is the reason that I live in Australia. This is the reason that I am not allowed to live on that land. As a Palestinian Christian woman, this is... It's irrelevant whether I'm Christian or Muslim. Um, and yet the Western media has tried to portray this, unfortunately, as a Jewish versus Muslim war and nothing could be further from the truth. Every Palestinian knows this is a struggle for our rights to return to our land, it's pure and simple. I think it, it does get misconstrued a lot as it being too complex for people to understand, which unfortunately means that people are encouraged to switch off from it. But I think I would say that it's really just probably just one step further in complexity than any other colonial project, meaning that for the Palestinians, we have experienced displacement in the way that any other settler colonial regime has displaced its indigenous population. And the Palestinian desire and right, inalienable right to return to our homeland is shared by any other indigenous group that has been displaced through through war or colonisation. So the settler colonial state of, of Israel and the Zionist project that has created it has has been born out of the Jewish struggle and, and Jewish uh, persecution across across Europe. So, you know, that that's the extra layer of complexity that most people, I think, uh, struggle to contend with. But um, the displacement of, of the uh, Jewish diaspora from Europe then created a, a Jewish state in historic Palestine, which unfortunately has... So the Palestinian uh, refugee crisis is exactly as old as the state of Israel. So since 1948, 
around 80% of the Palestinian population has been displaced from their ancestral homes and most of them have not been allowed to return. I think, I think that's an, an excellent uh, a summary, uh, Samia. And, you know, with all of these questions, we could talk at much a great, greater length. We'll, we'll have to, to wrap it up soon. But specifically returning to the Palestinian community of Western Australia, and I'll come back to, uh, to you for this question, uh, Amar, as to what its goals and objectives are. We've already spoken about it a little uh, as a community group and there's a, a mutual support uh, element to it for the membership, but, but does, it have also have, does it also have a set of wider objectives or political objectives, Amar? Uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, if you don't mind, I'll just uh, read you out quickly some, uh, some of the objectives. Well, we, we want to create uh, social relationships among uh, our Palestinians in, in, in Perth in Western Australia. We want to integrate our people into the wider Australian society and while maintaining our own unique heritage and culture and, and sense of belonging and values, we want to... Uh, some of the things we really haven't been uh, doing very much in, in, improve the welfare of our own people and, and try to help them with government and non-government organizations. We, we wish we could do a, a bit, bit more than that on on on, that, on, on this uh, p- perspective, but uh, it's all about uh, finding time and, and human resources, and we want to uh, in, engage uh, our people into social and cultural and sport activities, and we've done some, a lot of quite a lot of that actually, and uh, we we would like to support uh, our people on on the. Uh, in, in, politically as, as well, such as, uh, you know, uh, trying to talk about our cause, trying to t- uh, tell people ab- about our our story, our history, about our displacement, about about our becoming refugees, and to uh, cultivate uh, relationships w- with people in the homeland. We haven't done very much on that as well. We could, I wish we could do that, like we link up with our people in, in Gaza, in, in the West Bank, and to act as consultative to politicians and 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 NGOs and other groups, uh, we, we've tried doing that, uh, and we'll keep on trying to do that. We're not always effective, but we do our best. And to spread knowledge about our identity and culture and history. Uh, so yes, there is. Uh, we do. We do. Uh, uh, do. Uh, get, I mean, uh, where, where there's Palestinians, there's politics. It's unavoidable. But we're hoping that the PCWA isn't just about that. I think with the, with the uh, there is a from the Palestinian crowd that we do social activities as well. And it's, and it's worth stressing again, I guess, uh, Amar, as uh, uh, some of you made the point that it's very much a non-sectarian group. All Palestinian Australians welcome. There's, you know, it doesn't have a particular political line. It's not allied with Fatah or Hamas or any particular group. It's it's non-sectarian. It's a, you know it's a genuine community group, isn't it, for, for yeah. Palestinians? Oh, although although the, 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 there aren't any written rules about that, but of course, I mean I think it's a it's a given that we 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 don't allow any any sectarianism. That's a big no-no, and uh, we don't identify people by Christian or Muslim anyway. Uh, we're just Palestinians, and and certainly on the political side, you're entitled to your views. But but we will not allow people to create factions inside, you know, like a Fatah or, or PFLP or anything else. Thanks very much for that. Uh, um, we'll have to uh, wrap up shortly, guys. And I'll, I'll throw this question open to the three of you. So whoever gets the microphone first, I guess. But uh, uh, it's a serious question, though, which is what's sort of a two-part question, which is um, 
what message would you have to Palestinian Australians out there who, who want to get involved with, with the community association? Because it strikes me there's a lot more Palestinians living in Perth than are involved in the community group. So I'm sure be, you, know, you would welcome uh, new members and, new, uh, and people who want to get involved. So what, what your message might be to Palestinian Australians listening to this broadcast? And then the second part of the question is what message you would have to non-Palestinians listening who you know, have maybe learnt from this and maybe angry about what's happening in Palestine and how they can get uh, involved in solidarity work or how they can how they can how they can learn more. So, uh, Armin, I guess what would you say to Palestinians or maybe non-Palestinians listening? I would like them to uh, join this struggle because this struggle is not only for Palestinians. The question of Palestine is not only for Palestinians; it's for every. A uh, single person who fights for uh, humanity, justice, equality for everyone. Palestinians in Palestine continue to suffer because of we uh, uh, we always quest freedom, justice, equality, uh, and equality. And this is not something that we are attaining at the moment in Palestine. So we this is a call for all the um, uh, free people across the world, Palestinian and non-Palestinians, to join the Palestinian struggle, uh, 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 which is. Uh, growing in a daily da- daily basis, and we see this is growing because of the s- global solidarity movement that we are uh, we are a part of here. Uh, 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 people joining, please uh, speak up, speak up for uh, justice, speak up for uh, uh, P- Palestinians. Because if we don't speak, if we continue to be silent, we are complicit in sustaining this uh, system of oppression and occupation and apartheid in, pa- in, in Palestine. There are so many Palestinians continue to die as I'm talking to you here silently. So it's really important for us to continue organize organize uh, uh, conferences, uh, 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 meetups. You know, talk to your uh, local uh, politicians, uh, ask about their stance on Palestine. You know, on occupation. You know. Uh, uh, occupation that is uh, uh, um, uh, uh, disrespect disrespect every aspect of our life that is denied uh, 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 the, our right to to exist as a human as a human being occupation that is against international law against the Geneva Convention against any convention that the Australian government has signed basically uh, 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 um, to the United Nations for example so it's really important for us to uh, continue uh, uh, organize be active in this solidarity uh, solidarity group university we have you know Palestinian solidarity uh, student group within the universities try to join them we need the young generation to speak up and change this misleading narrative that we have spoke about it earlier on that you know uh, uh, it's a complex story it is there's no com- complicity about this there's no it's not a complex it's about uh, 6 million Palestinians who continue to be trapped under uh, 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 occupation okay that is funded by a uh, major uh, world government by the US you know for example that supplies Israel with 3 billion dollars military assistance every single year okay so this is this is not a complex uh, 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 or conflict or something it's about an entire nation uh, being their life being controlled by an occupying power occupation is wrong and it should come to an end and I'm sure it's going to come to an end. Thanks for that, Armin. And just finally, to finish off with you, Arma, in terms of how people can get involved in the Palestinian uh, community of, of WA, just your, your final thoughts. Well, I mean, uh, firstly, if you could just give us your email account, we'll put you on mailing list. That's one way. If you if you want to like our Facebook page, Palestinian Community in Western Australia, that's another way. If you'd like to uh, attend our activities and meet up with us, uh, or 
if you like to just write to the email account, P-A-L-C-O-M-W-A, palcomwa if you like, at gmail.com. It's quite simple. And anyway, you want to uh, uh, co- communicate with us, you're welcome. Thank you very much.